Hello, lovely Water Trio listeners, and welcome back. We're back with a special <laughs> Jupiter in Pisces episode, which we're so excited to bring you. Um, we've been having so much feedback from everyone about how much you miss us, and we miss you too. We've missed each other, although yes. it's been great having that friendship time to, to kind of connect. Yeah. and. Yeah, our cups are full and overflowing and, and here we are bringing you all the Pisces, Jupiter energy. So who's going to kick it off, girls? Where are we going to start? We've got like all these topics to talk about and we did bring a little bit of structure in because, you know, Pisces, we might be going off all on over all the tangents. So who wants to kick us off? I mean, I can dive in if you like. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. for it, Kel. <laughs> I know it's really exciting to be back. I'm really excited, but I'm like, are we going to be a little bit rusty? Hopefully not too much. Uh, it's great. So my highlighted like above the fold main theme with Jupiter and Pisces has to do with how this is going to emotion uh, highlight the depth and breadth of emotionals, emotional experience. So emotions and feelings, you know, Jupiter is a planet about things that are big and Pisces is a sign that doesn't have a lot of boundaries or containment. So one of the things that I keep thinking about as my core message, I mean, there's so many things to say about Jupiter and Pisces. We just had like a 45-minute prep discussion about all the things we could say, but this is <laughs> definitely at the top of my list is how Jupiter and Pisces is going to bring us back into our hearts and help us connect with what we feel to acknowledge our feelings. And some of us spend a lot of time with our feelings. So we kind of have a practice already about how to connect with and explore or express our emotions, but other people don't. And for some people, this is really uncomfortable to be in a a place of feeling. And so I think that's a huge theme of Jupiter and Pisces is what do you feel? What meaning do you give to what you feel? How do you understand where what you feel came from or how it's affecting you or what it's leading you towards? And then I also think about that, of course, in the context of everything that is still going on in the world right now and that we've all been through in the last sort of 12 to 15 months, that there is a lot of emotion that many of us may have suppressed or pushed away because so many people have been in survival mode. And I think that the next big collective thing is the importance of taking care of our emotional selves as much as our physical selves. So, I mean, I could spend the next 45 minutes talking about this, but I'd love to hear where you gals are both at. I mean, what are your thoughts about this cycle and feelings and emotions and things like that? I have yeah, to sure. 100 agree. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you go, Cass. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you sort of said this, you know, already, Kel, like Jupiter expands things. And so what's going to be expanding? It's going to be obviously emotions and the inner realms that we don't always show or, you know, the you know, pace of life generally doesn't allow for it's the things we push down or forget about or ignore, you know, Jupiter's just going to really amplify those type of things. And, you know, I've just been doing, uh, I, earlier today, I did a talk for ESA about the sect, uh, sect in astrology and, uh, really focusing on the night sect and, you know, diving into the darkness uh, in the sense of maybe the, the shadows within our soul that move and, you know, those sorts of things. And I told a little story uh, in the talk about many moons ago, I used to be in the military. And so we learned how to train in night vision. 
And so we kind of had to turn off our solar light with Mm. our eyes and where we focus on one thing you know hey here's a pen that's the thing so when it's dark and you're outside you have to kind of look at uh, things but not look at things you've got to scan and you've got to move your eyes and dart them around quickly just like the moon moves and that's how it's using not it's like dulling down the senses of the eyes and allowing the other senses to take over and that's where instinct comes more strongly at night and so when jupiter moves through pisces it's nocturnal home it's really inviting us to sort of turn on our night goggles a little bit um, and really focus on that sort of inner world and the parts of us that we can't see the parts of us we can't always describe the parts of us that you know in other sort of parts of life might appear irrational or illogical and those parts of us that pull on us and we can't always explain or define why so this initial two and a half month period of Jupiter and Pisces to me is just to really kind of try this on for size and really Mm. sort of think about how emotions or feelings have shifted um, and then it gives us that little bit of a, an appetizer um, for what we will um, dive into more deeply in 2022. How about you, Leish? What are your thoughts around it? I agree with everything you're both saying and I think, you know, this is a lot of the work I do and even this polyvagal theory Um, that I'm working into a lot talks about how, you know, if you stay stuck in survival mode, if you stay stuck in that state that so many Mm. of us have been flipped into with the uncertainty of so much that's happened 2019, 2020, that if we don't give ourselves a chance to process what's happened, if we don't give ourselves a chance to not only look after mental health, I think the words mental health actually do a real disservice to what has to happen because it's actually emotional health Mm. that informs mental health. And so if we're not doing this emotional work, we get stuck and we get stuck in survival mode, we get stuck in stress and we end up in situations where trauma is just lived out and we're not actually coming, you know, it's like this chance to have healing. It's a Mm. chance to have a salve for our soul, for our emotions, for our heart. And embracing that and the magic of what it can offer is such a a wonderful part of the whole part of Jupiter and Pisces. Yes, this two-month period that we're we're entering, two-and-a-half-month period, but I think even more so into the beginning of 2022, especially when Jupiter comes up to some of the outer planets in in, um, April, May and um, next year. So, yeah, I think that's what I'd add in. And I just, you know, there is this thing about Pisces of, the interconnectedness of things and that feeling of we don't have to be in control of everything. This mm. is a chance to let go. You know, if your hands are really tight, stuck to the steering wheel, it's a, it's a chance to just go, okay, I'm going to pull over to the side now and, and have a nap, take a rest, you know, let my eyes close and, and, and come into a state that's not so stressed, stretched and stressed um, mm. and, and let go, if that makes sense. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a real quality to Jupiter and Pisces that's very fluid, isn't it? Like it's not Mm. rigid. It's not hard boundaries. It's not, you know, firm deadlines. It's not even clear outcomes. It's the like being in the flow of the experience and, you know, open to where you might go with that. You know, maybe you thought it was here, but you need to go here first and then you'll get there or maybe you'll actually end up somewhere a little different. 
And mm. something you said, Lace, just reminded me that, you know, the, the, the little phrase that I have of Jupiter and Pisces is it's healing and feeling or feeling and healing. And like the two mm. kind of go together at this point or in this cycle, I think that healing, whatever needs to happen around healing, there is a feeling component. Mm. The other side of that, of course, is, yeah, that Jupiter is a benefic planet. It's in really good condition by sign. It's, um, for the most part, unafflicted. You know, Jupiter and Pisces does not have to deal with any pressure from Saturn, for instance, uh, whether it's in 2021 in this short visit or next year. And there is a quality of you know, Jupiter and Pisces pointing to solutions or strategies or even support that Jupiter and Pisces can't fix every problem in the world, but it can certainly mm -hmm. help to guide us towards more soothing or more nourishing or more stabilizing or more supportive situations or experiences or people. Um, mm. Just a very personal experience. And it's kind of like on a almost superficial level, but the last six months or so, I've been having this chronic sort of flare up with my back. It's just, you know, it keeps pinging up and we're trying to do different things. And over the weekend, like 24 hours after Jupiter went into Pisces, I was able to have a, a massage with a different practitioner, you know, according to the safety regulations here. And this massage was one of the most healing and therapeutic treatments I've ever had. Like, I feel like I have a new back and mm. it's just a very sort of superficial minor thing where something that ha I've been trying to resolve through different ways and even familiar ways. And then just out of the blue, I was like, well, I'll just try this, you know, we'll see what happens. And it ends up being a really effective thing. And that's just stuck in my mind that Jupiter and Pisces can sometimes point us to uh, a solution or a remedy or a, a healing something that helps in a way or goes deeper than other things you might have been trying, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's that sense that, you know, that the flow can come back in. Now it's not in a Saturn-ruled sign, you know, mm. it's not constrained. That real flow is able to come through. And I think as well one of the things that people are fearing potentially about this feeling well because you know, Pisces is mutable. It's mutable water. It's like the flooding waters that have no bounds. Mm. And I think a lot of people think, oh, my mo emotions will overwhelm me. But it's something I remind clients all the time is we are a container for our feelings. Mm. And if you can remember that, you, your feelings are always contained within your body, then that's one way to cope with that potential feeling of, oh, God, if I dive down here, I'm going to be totally overwhelmed. Um, so that's something as well for people to try mm. if they're feeling that, you know, to breathe in, allow a bit of space around those emotions to deal with them. Just beautiful. Mm. It's really a bit like the cosmic version of chicken soup for the soul, isn't mm. it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think our last video, you described it as soulful ca cast and it was just such a beautiful encapsulation of mm. what all of this is. You know, as you said, Kel, it's not going to fix all problems, but, you know, if you can have maybe a cup of tea and some kitchen table wisdom or, mm. you know, something like that, you can feel a whole lot better. You know, or the idea, you know, the outpouring of emotion, a problem shared is a problem halved, you know, can just sort of feel like, you know, if someone's got your back or you've got some support there, um, mm. you know, even if it is self-support or self-healing, it can sort of still make you feel like you're on the right track to, to move forward. And sometimes it's that first, you know, this is the first taste of this. And when you've kind of been in 
um, like I remember the first time I ever did any healing work of my own and um, a lot of it involved hypnotherapy. So it was also fast paced. Mm. And it's, you know how when you have that real cathartic confronting, like, oh shit, have I been doing this my whole life? Or have I been in this kind of patterning or conditioning my whole life? And then you get that light bulb moment and you realize it. And it almost feels really um, like, uh, like an energy is just like gone out of your body mm. and for a good reason, but it also can be very exhausting. And so there can be that lethargy and that tiredness that comes along with this transit. So sometimes it is that being gentle with yourself Mm. you know if you feel that feeling the feelings that you weren't feeling before so and this particular lady she was you know fantastic and she you know when she worked with clients she would not um work with them if they were taking some form of antidepressant or medication and things like that she'd be like you got to feel it to heal it (laughs) and I remember thinking to myself what I want to (laughs) but uh you know it's such an important part of it and Jupiter and Pisces can really um emphasize that part Mm. yeah Yeah. something that I think Two of us have said now, I just can't remember which two because all of our voices just are in the pot together at this point, <laughs> uh, is is rest. The I think it might have been both you girls, actually. Yeah. The idea of rest and how there is something about Jupiter and Pisces, which is we need rest or we need a slower pace. It, Jupiter and Pisces is anti-hustle. It's like anti-ambition. It is so inner in terms of my territory is kind of in here or... One of the points I mentioned in a webinar I did on Jupiter and Pisces was, you know, Jupiter, one of the qualities of Jupiter, the planet, is that it's wet and the sign of Pisces is a wet sign. So that mm. kind of double wet is like double connecting. It's it's about how do we nourish uh, the relationships that we have that are really important. And that includes our relationship with ourself, but the people that are in our immediate inner circle, you know, or our intimate circles. It's not necessarily, you know, those wider spheres of acquaintance acquaintances or, you know, internet stuff. It's it's how do we um, do some of that uh, deeper connecting, but we can't do that if we're exhausted. So the rest is like a really critical part that f- allows the nourishing or supports the nourishing. There's something in Jupiter and Pisces where the resting and the slowing and the stilling is yeah, important. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that moderate um, nature that Jupiter calls mm. for. It's like, I'm going to outpour my generosity or I'm going to outpour my compassion and empathy, but I also have to like take that step back and refill. Mm. Mm. Actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about that, that the people who do the best empathy and compassion are people that actually know the boundaries to it. Mm. And so they prioritize the people that they can give it to the best mm. and then don't hand it out to everybody else. Mm. Um, and I thought, oh, wow, that's really Jupiter and Pisces in that it's don't give and give and give until you become the martyr or the victim, which is the shadow side of this mm. Pisces, it, it's the opposite. It's like, okay, I'm going to prioritize and choose. And I think this is almost the beauty, the silver lining perhaps of 2020 is that it's enabled us or showed us who really is has meaning to us. You know, mm. when we're in lockdown or coming out of lockdown, it's like, who do you go to first? You know, who are you go to people? Who are the ones you really missed? That's a signal for who to do that reconnecting with that Jupiter and Pisces mm. with. And I do like that it's 
you know, we're not coming out into Jupiter in Aries where we're trying to do all the things. We're coming out to Jupiter in Pisces, which is like, you know what? Continue the slow pace. Con- mm. Continue the dreaming. Continue the rest. Continue the lounge pants and the elastic waistbands, you know, like. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> we might need it. <laughs> the wireless bras, you know. Like, bras? What are they? Oh, no bra at all. <laughs> Come on, girls. <laughs> oh, well, you know, Jupiter in Pisces, it's all peace, love and mung beans, man, and oh. burning the bras, maybe. <laughs> but it, it, it is that feeling your way forward, isn't it? It's like not yeah. not rushing back into something that's got those hard edges. It's sort of, oh, yeah, that did feel good. I want that. Or that, that wasn't that great and I might take some space or just not go there again. Mm. What do they call it like in medicine, like in an emergency room, like a medical triage? Like, you know how they go mm. through that process of prioritizing what the emergency is? So you've yeah. got a broken toe. Well, you know, you're at the end of the line, but if you've you know had your jugular slice, well, you're in the front, you know? Yeah. Um, it's almost like Jupiter and Pisces is inviting us to, I think it's called a triage. Triage. It yeah. A triage. 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 Yeah. 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 So it's like Jupiter and Pisces is inviting us to do like an emotional connection triage. Mm. It's like attend to the meaningful or the purposeful or the important things first. And, you know, the things that we really want to pull in close to us or we want to draw closer to. Everything else is kind of icing on the cake or frosting. Um, mm. So, yeah. yeah. And I think this is where, you know, another beautiful piece about Jupiter and Pisces is, is about coming back to our intuition. You know, this is a very sensitive yes. sign, a very intuitive sign, and it's almost that thing of, okay, if we start with the internal and allow that to inform our external, that's where the signals lie, rather mm. than before, which was often about the social mores or the social norms that dictated who you should connect with or who mm. you needed to be responsible with. Now we have the opportunity. It's almost like the slate's been wiped clean. So it's like, okay, take the time, check inside, you know, do your meditation, your contemplation, connecting to higher guides, whatever that looks like for you, and then work out where you're going to step out from then. You know, what does your intuition tell you? What does your instincts tell you in this place? Mm. And speaking of intuition and meditation, do we think there's <laughs> going to be more of this with Jupiter and Pisces or do you think we're all giving that up? <laughs> <laughs> Way more of that. That was the segue. I, was I know. I was like, I like this, Leash. I like this. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, this is especially this first period, like I love the fixed star of Fomalhaut and it's linked with the winter solstice. So this is the fixed star in the mouth of the fish in the constellation of Pisces. And being linked to the winter solstice, it's such a quiet energy, but it's also that spiritual lighthouse energy. And so as Jupiter, it's at just at the end of three degrees, I think it's three degrees and 49 minutes, but I think, you know, Jupiter comes close enough and sits there that it really helps bring this fixed star into prominence. And there is this sense of, okay, I can do this. I can come into this place where I'm allowing the universe to guide me, where I'm actually going to listen to what it's trying to say. Because I think that the hectic pace that we lived life at pre 2020, um, 
it doesn't allow for that. How often do we stop and listen to our inner voices or our higher higher guidance? How often do we let go, let God kind of stuff? That And I think this is where Jupiter in Pisces can really help with that. So, yeah, I think, you know, and, and the spiritual leadership that comes along with Fomalhaut is more hidden. It's not necessarily the guru standing on stage going, this is what you have to do. It's that voice whispering in the back of your head or, or the, you know, the... Um, the spiritual leader who gently touches you on the shoulder and says, well, perhaps you'd like to try it this way. You know, it always reminds me a little bit of Yoda. You know, it's Mm. like do or don't do, just no try, you know, that kind of thing. It's like these simple, it's not what you have to do, but this is the suggestions or this is, you know, take this simple gem of wisdom and then use it your own way. So, yeah, I think, um, I don't know, do either of you have anything you want to think about or you're thinking about with Fomahol? Yeah, it's got to feel, as you said, Leash, it's not like the guru telling you how it's done. It's more like a gentler energy that he let me pass my understanding onto you or let mm-hmm. me pass my the wisdom of my experience onto you and you take whatever nuggets you want, pop them in your pocket and go for it. You know, it's just that this is my thing and uh, it's just that more of a gentle, more of inspired, soulful approach as opposed to maybe a bit more of a Jupiter in Sagittarius archetype, which is a little bit more bombastic or out there. So Pre- Preach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Perfect word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, to your point, I think, Kel, about meditation, contemplation, mm. you know, any way that you can – allow that inner voice to speak and whatever you know and you know Mm. some people use tarot some people use I Ching some people use astrology um meditation contemplation prayer whatever works for you explore that try that go that way Mm. what about you Cal what are you thinking about it yeah yeah I'm thinking so many things I love the star formal halt it is I I do think about it as spiritual kind of leadership but it's almost like becoming that for yourself, like becoming your Mm. own spiritual guide. And a huge part of that is learning to listen to the subtle cues. Like, you know, when you were talking, Cass, about the night sect and things like that, uh, one of the phrases I often use, which I think applies here, is that, you know, if 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 your eyes were closed or you couldn't rely on what you could see or even necessarily what you could hear, you're, you're sensing, you're having to almost intuit or feel this subtle kind of sensory input, which is, it's so... Um, ethereal and so hard to grasp. But if you are still enough and you are quiet enough or you are in a place of internal kind of calm, you get it. And I think that, you know, Jupiter with formal halt is an invitation to cultivate that relationship with Mm. that kind of spiritual leader within. And, you know, we all have that potential. It's just are you able to carve out the time or space to regularly sit in prayer or mantra or meditation? Because it's cultivating time in that quiet reflective space or having more time there, which allows you to feel comfortable in it and then allows you to connect with that very subtle sense of awareness or insight that rises up after you've been in that kind of space. And Mm -hmm. there's something about the fish, you know, the mouth of the fish where Formalholt is and how the constellation, you know, the water bearer has been pouring its sweet water and this fish is like in the current of that. 
And it's, you know, so it's swimming in the current of this sweet, nourishing water. And so how do we take more of that in? And Mm. yeah, I I don't know that any of us, well, some of us have answers to that question and all of us are going to deepen our understanding of what that sweet water and that soul nourishment looks and feels like. And, you know, we haven't kind of totally spelled it out, but we have Jupiter and Pisces from like mid-May to late July, 2021. We have Jupiter and Pisces from very end of December, 2021 to like early May of 2022. And then we have another little bit like November and the first part of December of 2022. So it's like off and on for almost 18 months. There's definitely Mm. ample time to be going into, you know, that water and then, um, it, like integrating it, taking it in, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that fish's mouth idea too. It's almost like a, a wormhole mm. or a tunnel that we're entering. We've got no idea what's going to be on the other side, but we're just going with the flow with things with it um, and, and seeing. And, and, yeah, it is, you know, this is the one of the things I love about Jupiter. It's it's growth and it's evolution. If we, we take it, we can take it to the next level. So it's that ability to take, you know, faith and belief practices to a whole new place when we give it the space and the energy. Yes. Yeah. And I guess on the, the mystical sort of thread, one of the mm. other things I think about with Jupiter and Pisces is that it is going to be co-present with Neptune in Pisces. And, you know, the 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 peak of this will happen uh, next year. Off the top of my head, I don't know whether it's April or May. It's, it's April. It's April, April 9th. <laughs> April the 9th. 10th of April. There we go. Um, April 9th the 10th next year, uh, around 23 degrees Pisces. So Jupiter and Neptune will be conjunct there. But I think the whole time Jupiter is in Pisces, this is the only time in that 14-year Neptune in Pisces mm. cycle that Jupiter it will join Neptune. So it's in some ways it's like peak Neptune in Pisces or there's this real sense of peak Pisces energy with Jupiter and Neptune there. And... I think that this desire for a connection, whether it's to the divine or to be involved into magical practices or mystical rituals, all of these sort of, sometimes we say they're cliche Pisces words, but they're actually, they're they're at the heart and soul of the sign of Pisces for good reason. And Mm. I think that is going to be quite big collectively. And and there's going to need to be a sense of like, I want that and how do I connect with that and who should be my guide in this space? But maybe, you know, Pisces is a sign that always benefits from discernment. And so that idea of not blindly trusting or following is going to be really important. That's the caution, because I think if people don't have that discernment, we are going to have people sort of blindly putting their trust or faith in people that may not stand up to that scrutiny over time. Yeah, totally. And I think that's why that piece that we were all talking about earlier is is going within first before you go out, you know, it is will help give you that set of guidelines or that discernment, you know, leaning into the opposite, the antithesis is into the Virgo to discern, you know, who's the right person to follow, what's the right thing, and then does this work for me? If I put it through my set, my set of filters and standards and values, does this work? But I'm just looking at that tree of yours, Kel, behind you, and it's reminding me of that scene in Avatar. Have you guys seen Avatar? Mm-hmm. Long mm-hmm. time ago. Where they're, all, yeah. where they're all sitting around the tree at the end and they're all, like, attached into the oneness in each other mm-hmm. and all that is, and it's just, like, this sense of, I don't know, that's my feeling of Jupiter. Neptune is this of being plugged in 
to the the everything to something um, central yeah yeah and and but also knowing that there's way more than just us mm. you know we're just one small cog in this huge wheel and it can feel exciting um and also like holy holy like what am I part overwhelming of? what is this yeah exactly yeah yeah so it's sometimes it's really good to have that guidance but um yeah it is filtering it through your own systems as well and working out well, which tree which community of alien people to plug yourself in with under the under the tree of all it is what yeah. about you Cass yeah, so I was just reaching for an article that I wrote, but it was a different one, um, just to refresh myself on the dates. Um, so, yeah, this particular um, Jupiter-Neptune in Pisces, not only is it the only conjunction that happens when um, Neptune is in Pisces, but it's also the first Jupiter-ruled conjunction that we've had between Jupiter and Neptune since 1971. So we had... Uh, think it was like two in Capricorn maybe and then there was like the one in Aquarius 2009 I'm sort of forgetting the dates but so it is the um the first one we've had in you know Jupiter rules in 50 years so that that I think 1971 was 50 years ago now I know right (laughs) that's the 70s well I've got this Sorry, I've got the square in my chart. I've got the square in my chart, so I'm like, oh my god, if that's 50 years, that's. Like, I know, anyway. right? Yeah, I'm having. Yeah, that was. I'm still recovering from that information too, because I'll be ce- celebrating a couple of 50 birthdays this year. Not my own, of course, but people I know. But anyhow, and um, so yeah, I've just had been doing some uh, mundane. Uh, research articles around Jupiter and Neptune recently, and I've also been watching a lot of Narcos. The, if you've watched the show Narcos, it's sort of based around like sort of very like 80s, um, 90s, and it turned out that I think it was President Nixon was the person that declared the um, drug war in South uh, South America the uh, public enemy number one. And then shortly after that, then there was the de- declaration of the war on drugs. So that was 1971. And so I'm wondering if now we're moving into another Jupiter-ruled uh, Neptune piece. Of, you know, legalization of marijuana has happened a lot in the States already, and I'm wondering if we will see more of that, not necessarily just to legalize drug markets and things like that, but more from the compassionate or empathetic standpoint of treating uh, various medical conditions with whether it's marijuana or different derivatives of it um, or different plant medicines to really help um, maybe more troubles of the soul and having a little bit of softening around these hardline war on drugs, public enemy number one type of um, preachy soapboxes, if you like, and seeing the Jupiter-Neptune piece in 2022 being a little bit of a change in perhaps some of the beliefs or the philosophy around, you know, various types of drug use. Mm. Yes. That would be good, wouldn't it? Mm. I, I mean, the other side of it, um, when you were talking there, Cass, um, Michael Pollan, I hope I'm saying his surname correctly, who wrote a lot of books about food, has written some work about the use of psychedelics in the treatment of psychiatric and mental health conditions. And wow. yeah. that's not new. That's been going on 
you know, prior to 1971, you know, even in the 60s and 70s, but mm. um, going back to Stan Grov's work and things like that. Uh, but there is a little bit of a resurgence about medicinal mushrooms even coming yeah. out and gaining some mm. traction in the psychological and mental health exactly, sort of space. Yeah. So to the idea of, you know, things that, you know, previously were maybe considered illegal or, you know, quote unquote bad. And now we're getting research showing or just, you know, society is sort of moving in a direction where yeah. more of those uh, hallucinogenic or psychedelic substances are having, are being shown to have therapeutic uh, impacts. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to remember the in- dates. Just trying to, sorry, I'm just trying to remember the dates. I think it was 1856 when the last mm. Jupiter-Neptune um, conjunction happened in Pisces. In Pisces. And so that was the post-cholera outbreak, which was a bit of a pandemic in of itself. So after that, people were looking for some type of, you know, spiritual healing and it was the boom of the um, spiritualist movement in the n- mid-19th century. And that same year was also when... Uh, had some revolutions around the textile industry. And so we're going to have a Jupiter-Uranus sextile next year as well. And Mm. so it was in – just trying to remember the data from my research um, because I didn't expect that we would talk about this, but there was um, a breakthrough in the development of the treatment of malaria and there was an accidental discovery of a – the synthetic dye that we now know as Moverine. So the wearing the mm. color purple was only really available for the wealthy. And mm. so it became more readily available to common people. So not only did it revolutionize textile industries, but it also birthed the chemical industry. Mm. So and yeah, we'll see a lot. And of, it, sorry, maybe pass. so maybe we will see, you know, obviously it birthed the chemical uh, industries around clothing and things. But what I would hope or imagine that might happen now is that we see our uh, sustainable clothing or sustainable fashion or ethical production of clothing become more readily available. Mm. Mm. Yeah, especially with Uranus in Taurus, mm. you know, that idea of having more compassion for the planet. But yeah. something else that happened in 1856 is that was when Freud was born. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And he experimented with psychedelic drugs as well. Mm. Um, he, looked, he took a lot of cocaine in his search for, you know, how to work with the human mind, how to work with the human psyche yeah. um, mm. and, and bringing that as well. And Elon Musk, um, not Elon Musk, Tesla, Nikola Tesla. Tesla was also born that year as well, um, who was somebody who brought huge amounts of innovation and change to the way human deals with, you know, he was one of the first ones to deal with um, electricity and different things too. So it it is this kind of birthplace for innovation, um, but innovation that is that comes from the expansion of the mind and being able yeah. to push the, the mind's dimensions, you know. I think that's a big part of it too. So. And the philosophical nature of Jupiter. Mm. It's it's not necessarily that mental nature that comes with Saturn and Aquarius. It's that kind of philosophical um, nature as well, especially, you know, Freud and, and then his um, mentee Jung and, and what they got into with, mm. with that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, this is all taking me into one other – word that I think is really big with Jupiter and Pisces, which I think 
is some ways ties a lot of what you guys are touching on together, which is imagination. You know, that mm. all of these things, whether it's the development of the, the colour purple as a dye, whether it is the, oh, my God, maybe we can have an electrical current flowing from A to B or what have you. This is all somebody's dream in the beginning. This mm. is somebody's, like, imagination of the, the wondering of what if or what might be or could we or how would we, you know, it's – and. To what you're both saying, you know, when with Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces, there, there there's no limit. You know, to me, this feels just like the vast night sky where, you know, all things could be possible or what have you. And it, it reminds me that sometimes to have a real world or a tangible event or development, somebody was first in fantasy land in their own mind, just kind of daydreaming or imagining or wondering. And the developments that you all are both mentioning here are amazing to me because I haven't looked at the history of this as much. And it makes me feel very curious and a little bit hopeful about, you know, which figures in society in the next sort of 12 to 18 months are going to have these kind of mind expanding style um, imaginations that they then translate into some kind of real world development, mm. uh, which I think is that's where th this becomes really like the possibilities are somewhat endless. Yeah, yeah, and It'd I also. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens to those born in 1971. You know, they might really be on the frontier of those things, you know, um, with the last Jupiter ruled uh, Pisces, uh, sorry, Jupiter ruled Neptune, <laughs> sorry, Jupiter ruled Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Sagittarius. So that was, there was three conjunctions in 1971. So it was a big year for that. Mm. Mm. And I also wonder with the, the Jupiter sextile to Uranus, you know, what this is able to bring in terms of that kind of electric Invention. creativity of, you know, it's it's like, like as you're saying, it's, it's bringing things from this imaginative realm, but how can we then apply it in a very physical, tangible way, but that's new and that's innovative and that's different. And I know I'm also seeing a lot with Uranus in Taurus about women's issues and women's issues coming to the four and I'm, I'm hoping that this will bring some some healing or some help or some some softness into this and and everything we're dealing with in that realm too but um yeah I, there's so much creativity with with Jupiter and Pisces and the different outer planets that it's touching so but I think it's like before we get to the possibilities we have to go into our own underworlds to get there yes. you know we have to take yeah. this like magical mystery tour inside ourselves for want of a better word and you know whether that's through meditation or just feeling the feelings or you know experimenting with different plant medicines or various mind altering substances i think we would be foolish to think that that's not going to be a part of the picture to some extent mm. um and you know all of those things are you know when you think about what you know not that i'm a, an expert of course but you know what shamanism is or what plant medicines are made for or traditional pagan cultures you know indigenous cultures and their medicines and their traditions it's it's like a a journey that you have to go on it's not like hey here's a pill go to the chemist and mm. get you you know get your prescription it's it's to heal anything that's external is always about healing 
the internal and delving into those parts and unlocking them. And, you know, 2020, one of the big things that was spoken about astrologically was ancestral healing. And I think maybe the Jupiter and Pisces will be the next part to that, really tapping into our individual ancestral and, and really healing that. It's sort of like the, the, the stuff has come up and it's like, okay, now what do we do with it? And so it's going on into just that deeper, a deeper journey, that creative, imaginative space. And that's not of this world. Mm. Mm, it's definitely, uh, you know, the, otherworldly. I guess that the place that only you can go to when you are in a mind altered state, whether that's, you know, transcendental meditation or in other ways. So, it's like of this body, but not of this body. It's just mm. that kind of that all things, but no things. And all that, that sort of Pisces stuff that is ethereal and indefinable. And it's like one of those you had to be there type of signs in some ways. It's well, and it is, it's, I think one thing that's coming up for me, Cass, as you're describing this is that sort of in between state, you know, it's, in the morning, just as you're waking up, where you're not fully awake, but you're not asleep anymore. And that even it's dream these state. Tra- yeah, mm. the dream state or the, these transitional states. Trancy. Like, it makes me think of like the King Arthur stories or the fairy tales, you know, where you're like in the fairyland or you're in, mm. you know, you're not in the woods that everyone else can see. You're now in the part of the woods that's with the magical creatures, if you like. And mm. there is that sense of, I'm here but I'm not here, I'm aware but I'm not aware and I'm experiencing things or shifting my perspective or seeing things differently as a result and then there's a return where you come out of that not there space and you are actually there and you're different and the way you live is a little different as a result. Mm, Yeah. And I guess a little bit to the point that you also mentioned too that there can be you know, a level, a lack of discernment with that. So you, if mm. you want to do those experiences, you would want to do them, I guess, in, you know, safe settings or, you know, with people you trust mm. and, you know, whether that is, you know, different forms of healing or even just the experiences of everyday life, you know, maybe, you know, don't jump in an Uber with a stranger or, you know, whatever it is, you know, it can be all sorts of things. So, you know, um, but yeah, I think there is such a a realm of possibility that we're only just dipping our toe. I know. I into feel the like water. there's definitely a part no two intended. of this uh, <laughs> yeah. Jupiter and Pisces. I mean, I know we had about twenty five other things that we could say about, <laughs> so many but things. I feel like this will give everyone a taste. It's a chance we to reconnect. A lot. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if this is, if you're new to this podcast, this is what we do. We chat like <laughs> friends about astrology. <laughs> Yeah. Life, astrology, friendships, and some classic Aussie accents. Although I don't think we brought out any too strange Aussie phrases today. So oh. no dirty, no dirty dingo, Cass. You didn't manage to drop that in. But maybe I should. Oh, I know. Maybe I should have said, "Don't get in the Uber with the dirty dingo." <laughs> dirty dingo. <laughs> totally. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So that was just yeah. <laughs> Um, so gals yeah like how, how are usually, we going yeah what, what have you have either of you got anything specific about jupiter and pisces you want to tell anyone that you're doing or anything that you are doing you want to share well i'm not sure when this episode's actually going to get into the wild but this coming thursday may 20 which will be 
Wednesday, May 19 in the Northern Hemisphere, I am doing a Jupiter in Pisces webinar. Um, I think you've done one too. Is that right, Kel? Yes, I did one, uh, Jupiter and Pisces, Dreaming Up the Future at the end of April, I think. Yeah. 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 Yes. So um, both so are available yes. on your websites. Yeah, yep. the recordings at kellystology.com for mine. And Cass, the recording will be on your website if people are getting this after yeah, them, right? Yep. That's right. Uh, June 24, I'm starting a five-week class on the houses in astrology. So it'll be module one of a one-year program taking you through astrology, learning all the things. So those details are not on the website yet, but they will be up there by the end of the week. Um, what else? Leash, what have you got on? Or oh, Kel, have you got anything else? Yeah, I've got my next um, live online class, which is how to interpret your transit. So it's an introduction to timing with transits. And that starts Monday, June 7th. And the details for that are on the website, kellysastrology.com. And yeah, Leash, what have you got brewing in the pot? Uh, the so I have a Jupiter and Pisces ebook, which is free to Ooh. my subscribers. So people can go and yeah, if you're a subscriber, um, that will soon be available. It, I'm hoping it'll be available by the time this goes to air. I also am planning a choosing your canyon course coming up. So if you want to do any habit breaking or thought pattern changing, then please send me an email. Um, just go on my website or send me a contact form to go on the wait list for that. Cause it's just limited. There's already uh, one spot taken. So yeah, be, um, exciting to do that. And there's other things cooking, but for now, just still just forming in the oven. What's your website leash? AliciaYusuf.com. What's yours, Kel? Kelly'sAstrology.com. And Cass? CassandraTindall.com. Yay. And so, Kel, you've got a YouTube channel. Do you have a YouTube channel, Leash? Oh, I do, but it's hit and miss. Like there's, okay. there's not much on there. I've got All EFT right. tapping video on there if anyone wants that to help with the overwhelming emotions. <laughs> Love it. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. So we can probably yeah. put those links in the description below too if you want more astrology in between our episodes. Yeah. Good point, Cass. Yes. And we have plans to be back. So, we do. you know, this is not the end. There's more coming. Um, it's kind of just drip feed this year. So, um, but yeah, we will watch this space. Yes. We'll have more towards the end of the year. We'll have something. We'll have for one sure. thing at least. <laughs> definitely. One <laughs> yes. thing's definitely planned. <laughs> one but thing for sure. We'll see what happens in between. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you've got planets or points at between two, oh, sorry, zero and two Pisces, I hope this is a wonderful, wonderful transit for you. It's yeah. all wonderful for all of us, but uh, especially if you've got those sensitive points there. Yeah, let us know in the comments below. What's, uh, mm. Or any of the water signs, actually. Yeah. yeah those Cancer mm. and those with Scorpio. Soak it up. It's yes. water trio time, you yeah. know, with the Jupiter and Pisces. 100%. Yeah, we had to bring it to you. I know, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, as always. Thanks, gals. Love to do this. Yeah, so, so good. Back. So good. See you all next time. Okay, bye. 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 bye.